Blog Talk Radio. Father, listen to our earnest prayer. Jesus prayed it years ago. That the glory you had given him We would somehow come to know Make us one according to your plan If in heaven it will be truth and righteousness, you desire the world to see, let your glory and honor fall on Glory. 
Welcome to another edition of Prayer International Radio. Just taking some time to worship the Lord. You know, normally we have an extended worship set, but tonight we're just going to intermittently play some worship, and we're going to do a different format tonight. If you notice, if you're actually keeping up with Blog Talk Radio or maybe Facebook, uh, we've got a new program. We're kind of running a, uh, I guess, a break-in intro program tonight called in his presence, and actually my wife will be hosting this one more or less. We uh, did some pre-recorded taping earlier today, and we just want to bring that into the scenario. So if you guys would just uh, keep her in prayer and just uh, listen to what the Holy Spirit has to speak to us all. Uh, My wife, uh, we're going to actually just air uh, something that the Lord put in her heart today. So again, this is Prayer International Radio. You can check us out on the web, www.prayerinternational.org. Give us a call, 619-638-8458. And tonight we'll have our host, Tracy Herzog. This is Tracy Herzog with In His Presence. Today is our first day of broadcasting, and I just want to welcome everyone. Um, I hope everyone is having a blessed day. Let's go ahead and start out with some prayer. And then we'll go into some uh, just claiming the word of God. So, okay, Father, we just come to you right now, Lord. Father God, I just thank you for what you're doing with this broadcasting. Father God, what you have put in my heart, Father. Father God, I just pray for each and every person who will be listening to your word, Father God, right now, Father God, I just ask that every heart will be open. So right now, Lord, we just lay down our desires, Father God. We lay down our, just everything at your feet, Father God. And Lord, we just ask you to come in and take over and be a part of our heart, Father, for you to come in and take over, Father God, and lead us and guide us, Father God, and for you to just direct our path, Father God, and lead us into what you would have us to do, Father God. And so right now, Lord, I just ask that every person just open up their hearts, Father God, to you, Lord, and that everyone would just allow your Holy Spirit to come in and just direct them, Father God, to where you would want them to be, Father God. And Lord, we love you today, Father God. We thank you, Lord that we are able to come to you, Lord, just as we are, Father God. We lay down every part of ourselves to you, Father God, 
And we just ask you to come in, Lord, and just just take over, Lord, everywhere where we seem to be missing it, Lord. We just ask you to show us, Father God, and just get us in your plans, Father God. Get us in your purpose, Father God. Lord, you said before the foundation of the earth was ever created that you had us in mind, Lord, and you knew what we would do, Father God, each and every moment of our lives, Father God. You know what's in our hearts, Father. You know what's in our minds, Lord. And, Father God, right now, I just ask you to start redirecting everything in us that does not glorify you, Father God. Take away and remove everything that is not you, Father God. And, Lord, I ask you right now to begin to show us, Father God, Give us dreams and visions, Father God, of things that that you have purposed for our lives, Father God, that you have purposed for, for such a time as this, Father God. And Lord, I just thank you for all that you're doing for us, all that you're doing in our lives, Father God. Lord, I pray right now that you'll bless our families, Lord, whatever we have need of, Father God. You always take care of it, Lord. But right now, Father God, I call on you to bless each and every family member listening right now, Father God. I ask that you heal each and every person who's dealing with any kind of sickness, any kind of disease. Right now, Father God, I just thank you, Lord, that you sent your son to die on a cross. And on that day, Father God, he took on every disease and every sickness, every Every torment that we would have to endure our whole entire lives, Father God, you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on that cross, Father God. And Father, he he was without sin. He didn't deserve to die on the cross, but he, he did that for us so that we would not have to go to hell and burn in, in, a, in a fire of, of torment for all of our worthless, terrible sin that we create in our own lives, Father God. And so, Lord, I just thank you, Father, that you have, have sent your son and he died on that cross. And, Father God, you, you caused him to raise again by your Holy Spirit on that third day he rose. And, Father, he is seated at your right hand, Father God. He is seated at the right hand of you, Father. And he's in intercession for us, Lord. He's in intercession for us, the, the, your children, Father God, the sinners of the earth, Father God, the people that have not come to you, Father God. Lord, you have our names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And, Lord, I don't want one person to have their name crossed out, Father God. I don't want one person to miss it, Father God, because I didn't stand up and say something, because I didn't know how to say everything right. So, Lord, right now I just ask you to to just anoint me to do what you would have me to do, Father God. Lord, I thank you that you're using me in this time, Father God. I thank you, Lord, for, for what you're doing, Lord. Father God, you know... You know the plans that you created us for, and you know what's in our heart, Lord. Father God, I ask you just to help us to get on track with you, Lord. Help us to to see who you are, Father God, in our lives, to understand that 
that the only way to make it is with you, Father God. And without you, our lives are hopeless, Father God. The only hope we have is you, Father. And without you, our lives are nothing. Our lives are hopeless and nothing. But with you, with Christ, we have everything, an abundance of everything. Because you, you like a good father, a good father or mother here on earth, we want to give our kids good gifts. We want to make sure our kids have what they need and what they what they want. And you as the, oh, the best father of the whole world want to make sure that we have our needs met and that, that even our wants are taken care of, even our, even our desires of our heart. You meet those, Father God. You don't have to, Lord, but even the, the little things that we cry out, the little things that mean so much to us, Father God, you, you bless us with, Father God, because you, you love us so much and you're such an awesome God. And I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you love us so much that you did send your son to die on that cross. You sent Jesus Christ, and now he's seated with you. And he's in intercession for us, pleading with you, Father God, that, that not one of us will have to die and go to hell. That all of us would come to the knowledge of you, come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And we all can be seated in heaven with you, Father God. We can be born again and we can live our lives in heaven where there is no sin, where there is no death, where there's only... There's only peace and joy and happiness and all the things that our soul longs for here on earth. But that we've been tormented by Satan and those things only, we only get a taste of those things here and there. But Lord, I thank you for the taste and the drops that you give us, Lord. But in heaven, it'll be for forevermore and it'll never end. It'll never stop. So, Father, right now, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for everything that you've, that you've um, chosen to put us through, Father God. Every test and trial that we've gone through, Father God, everything that has been thrown at us, Father God, you've, you've held strong, Father God, because you love us, Father, and you are a faithful God. And you've, you've been there for us, Lord, when no one else has been. You will never forsake us, and you will never leave us. Your word tells us that, Father God. And, Father, I choose to believe your word. Father, I choose to believe you. And, Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, Lord. I thank you for who you are, Father God. And I thank you for for sending your son, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you all for listening. And I just, I just invite you all right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna read some I am right now and, and I invite you to just as I speak these over our lives, over who we are, I invite you to say them over your over your life and your situation and your family and just see how God just just proves himself true. Because he's a true living God. A true living God, the only true living God. So right now, I'm going to start off with the I am. I am a child of God. 
Romans 8:16. Redeemed from the hand of the enemy, Psalm 107:2. Forgiven, Colossians 1:13 and 14. Saved by grace through faith, Ephesians 2:8. Justified, Romans 5:1. Sanctified, 1 Corinthians 6:11. A new creature. Second Corinthians five seventeen. I am a partaker of his divine nature. Second Peter one four. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. Galatians three thirteen. I am delivered from the power of darkness. Colossians one thirteen. I am led by the Spirit of God. Romans eight fourteen, I am a son of God. Romans eight fourteen, I am kept in safety wherever I go. Psalms ninety one eleven, I am getting all my needs met by Jesus. Philippians four nineteen, putting all my cares on Jesus. First Peter five seven. I am strong in the Lord and in his in the power of his might Ephesians 6:10 I am doing all things through Christ who strengthens me Philippians 4:13 I am an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Romans 8:17 I am an heir to the blessings of Abraham Galatians 3:13 and 14 I am observing and doing the Lord's commandments. Deuteronomy 28:12. I am blessed coming in and blessed going out. Deuteronomy 28:6. I am an inheritor of eternal life. 1 John 5:11 and 12. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings. Ephesians 1:3. I am healed by his stripes, First Peter 2.24. I am exercising my authority over the enemy, Luke 10.19. I am above all and not beneath, Deuteronomy 28.13. I am more than a conqueror, establishing God's word here on earth, Matthew 16.19. I am an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Re- Revelations 12:11. I am daily overcoming the devil. 1 John 4:4. 4, 4. I am not moved by what I see. 2 Corinthians 4:18. I am walking by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5:7. I'm casting down vain imaginations, Second Corinthians ten four and five. I'm bringing every thought into captivity, Second Corinthians ten five. I am being transformed by the renewing of my mind, Romans twelve twelve. I labor together with God. Second Corinthians three nine. 
the righteous of God in Christ. Second Corinthians 5.21 An imitator of Christ. Ephesians 5.1 The light of the world. Matthew 5.14 Blessings the Lord, blessing the Lord at all times and continually praising the Lord with my mouth. Psalm 34, 1. So there we have it. Those are the I am's. And if you say those every day, you will get stronger in your spirit and it will become more real and you will know that God is for you and not against you. So I invite you to each day those out, speak them loud, and speak them out into the universe. Thank you, Father God. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father God. Right now, I just want to ask you, how has the Holy Spirit endured? I just want you to think for a moment and just think about how the Holy Spirit has given you joy in the midst of it. If you want to call in, the call in number is 619-638-8458. We're going to transition into some worship for a little bit. We'll be right back.
Teach me. 
Father God, I just ask you to heal each and every person that's listening tonight, Father God. For each and every person that's listening this hour, Father God. For you just to heal their bodies, Father. Their minds, their emotions, their spirit, Father God. guilt 
would have disappeared. But just the opposite happened. Those yearly sacrifices reminded them of their sins year after year, for it is not for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. That is why Christ, when he came into the world, said, You did not what animals sacrifice and grain offerings, but you have given me a body so that I may obey you. No, you were not pleased with animals burned on the altar or with other offerings for sin. Then I said, Look, I have come to do your will, O God, just as it is written about me in the scriptures. And Christ said, You did not want animals sacrificed or grain offerings or animals burnt on the altar or other offerings for sin, nor were you pleased with them, though they were not, though they are required by the law of Moses. Then he added to do your will. He cancels the first covenant in order to establish the second. And what God wants is for us to be made holy by the sacrifices of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all time. Under the old covenant, the priest stands before the altar day after day offering sacrifices that can never take away sins. But our high priest offered himself to God as one sacrifice for sin, good for all time. Then he sat down at the place of highest honor at God's right hand. There he waits until his enemies are humbled as a footstool under his feet. For by that one offering perfected forever all those whom he is making holy. And the Holy Spirit also testifies that this is so. First he says, This is the new covenant I will make with my people on that day, says the Lord. I will put my law in their hearts so they will understand them, and I will write them on their minds so they will obey them. Then he adds, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. Now when sins have been forgiven, there is no need to offer any more sacrifice. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most high place because of the blood of Jesus. This is the new life-giving way that Christ has opened up for us through the sacred curtain by means of his death for us. And since we have great, since we have a, a great high priest, which is Jesus, who, who rules over God's people, let us 
go right into the presence of God with true heart, fully trusting Him for our evil conscience have been made, have been sprinkled, excuse me, for our evil conscience have been sprinkled and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Without watering, without wavering, let us hold tightly to the hope we say we have, for God can be trusted to keep his promises. Think of ways to encourage one another to to outburst of love and good deeds, and let us not neglect our meetings together as some people do, but encourage and warn each other, especially now, that the day of his coming back again is drawing near. Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received a full knowledge of the truth, there is no other sacrifice that will cover these sins. There will be nothing to look forward to but the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. Anyone who refused to obey the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Think how much more terrible the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son of God and have treated the blood of the covenant as if, as if it were common and unholy. Such people have insulted and enraged the Holy Spirit who brings God who brings God's mercy. For we know the one who said, I will take vengeance. I will repay those who deserve it. He also said, the Lord will judge his own people. It is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Don't ever forget those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful, even though it meant terrible suffering. Sometimes you were exposed and sometimes you've helped others who were suffering the same thing. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail when all you owned was taken from you. You accepted it with joy. You knew you had better things waiting for you in eternity. Do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. No matter what happens, remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now, so you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. For in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay, and a righteous righteous person will live by faith. And I will have no pleasure in anyone 
who turns away. But we are not like those who turn their backs on God and still their faith. We have faith that assures our salvation. We'll praise God for that for that assurance that God is faithful and that we have the assurance of our salvation because Jesus Christ died on the cross, rose again, and with that we we know as believers that he is coming back one day to take us to heaven to be with him to spend eternity. And so so we're thankful for that knowledge. We're thankful that the Lord has given us the Holy Spirit to, to, to walk with us and to lead us and guide us and to be there for us, be our comforter, and just just show us His way. And so, so we're just thankful for that. Right now, I just want to want to thank the Lord. For, for this first broadcasting that I'm doing today, um, we will continue in His presence tomorrow. Feel free to listen in tomorrow, same time, same place. And so does the Lord. And don't forget to finish that Live in eternity. So right now, I just want to thank you for listening. Have a blessed day. Know that you are loved. That God loves you and he has a plan for your life. That he created you with a destiny that no one else can do. You have a purpose to fulfill in him. You have a great, a greatness that he has put in you. So don't let the, the lies of the enemy try to put you down today. Rise up, brothers and sisters, in the Lord, and know this day that God has a purpose for you. Rise up in the things of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, and just take your place in his army. Because we, it's time, people, we have a great army of the Lord. and we It's time for us to rise up in the things that God created us for. It's time for us to rise up and be... Be strong in his might. It's time for us to rise up and be a part of this army that he wants us to be. So right now, I ask you to to stand strong in in whatever is going on in your life and know that the Lord is not going to leave you in the middle of whatever it is. Just call out to him and he will save you from it. Now, I'm not telling you it's always going to be easy. That's not what I'm saying. Christ had to suffer on the cross, and we, as as his children, as believers, we're going to have to suffer too. We're going to have to go through things that, that's, that we don't like. We're going to have to go through things that we don't think is pretty, and we want to be all about, oh, it, it's not pretty. I don't like it. It doesn't look good on me. Those stripes that Jesus had to wear on his back, they weren't pretty as blood was pouring down his his body and those nails that went through his palm of his hands and through his feet. They weren't pretty as those, as those gushes of blood ran.
top of his, his body and that crown of thorns was, was crammed on top of his skull. It wasn't a pretty sight as blood was gushing out of his body. But you know what, people? He did it. As much pain as it caused him, it wasn't pretty. So we need to get over everything needing to be pretty. We need to we need to get with real. We need to quit being all about oh I broke a nail. I I, I need to be all about let me get my hands in the dirt and and sow some seed for God. I need to quit worrying about did my nail get broke? Is my hair in place? Do I got an eyelash that's messed up? Let me make sure my lipstick. My look good and my, my shirt's all perfectly pressed. You need to get down in the dirt and get your hands in the dirt and know that this is the hour, this is the time. We're not always going to look pretty, and what we go through isn't pretty. God is there to pull us out of it, whatever the enemy has tried to entrap us in, whatever sin we're in, whatever, whatever sickness we're in, whatever disease we have, whatever it is that the enemy's tried to put on us, it's not a pretty sight. And right now we need to forget about being all pretty and we need to we need to stand up and be real. Stand up and say it's time to be real. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing. This is what the Lord has called me to do. And it might not look like everything else looks like. It might not be as pretty as Susie Q's thing or Billy Bob's blah, blah, blah thing. It doesn't matter. Whatever God's called you to, you be faithful to it. And I assure you that God's going to raise you up. God's going to raise you up out of whatever, whatever torment, whatever grime and and gritty thing that you have to walk through, God's going to pull you out of it, and he's going to dust you off. He's going to sparkle and shine. But right now, you got to get dirty, people. you got to get your hands in the dirt, reach out and pull those people that you know need to be lifted up. Get your hands, get your hands in the dirt. Don't worry who they got a little bit of dirt on them. Oh, those homeless people, I can't touch them. they got a little bit of dirt on them. You know what? Put your arm around that person. Tell them you love them. Put your arm around that person. Would Jesus be afraid to hug that person? They might smell like body odor. They might not have had a bath in two weeks or six months. But would Jesus hug them? Would Jesus love them? Put your arm around that person. Tell that person you love them. Tell that person God sent you to tell them that they are loved, that they're not forgotten. That somebody cares about them. Is that going to be you? Are you going to let that person just stand there next to you? Nobody's even looking at them. Nobody even cares about that person. You know the Lord. You feel the Lord tugging at your heart. You feel the Lord telling you, reach out and tell that person their love. It don't matter who's looking at you. It don't matter who's watching you. Do you think it mattered when Jesus was dying on the cross, you think he thought about, oh, these people are watching. These people are watching. He knew. He knew God's people 
he knew who was watching. So, you know what? You need to you need to quit worrying about everybody and what everybody thinks. Quit worrying about that somebody might say, Oh, I saw so and so hugging some homeless person. Wonder what they were doing that for. Well, they're not gonna be popular tomorrow in school. I got the picture up on Facebook. They were hugging some homeless shabby person. Looked like they didn't they weren't wearing the finest clothes. Oh no. Wow. Really? Really? Is it all about that? Is it all about I don't want I don't want somebody to know I I'll reach out and I'll tell you I care about you. I'll hug on you, I'll love on you, I'll tell you all about the love of Jesus. All about how Jesus died for you. But I, I wanna make sure nobody sees me do it. Because I don't want anybody to take a picture of me doing it. I don't want anybody to put that up on Facebook where somebody might see me hugging on somebody, giving a little love to somebody who ain't had no love, somebody who hadn't felt any love, somebody who who nobody loves except Jesus. I wouldn't want somebody to see me up there, pretty little Miss Prim and Proper me, up on Facebook, putting my arm, my my beautiful arm around somebody that looks like they ain't had a bath in six months. Oh no, uh-uh. Can't do that. We can't do that. Because then we might lose popularity. And if we lose popularity, then what? Then we're no better than the person who sits by themselves at lunch. Nobody wants to sit by them. They ain't popular. Why would you want to sit by them? They wear the hand-me-downs. They don't come to school or work in the nice, fine cars. They they drive that, that shabby, beat-up car. Their mama drops them off two blocks down the road because they're embarrassed for anybody to see that their mama drives a jalopy. Their mama drives a jalopy, you know why? Because her husband left her. Because he couldn't handle the four kids. It was too much. So now mama, she has to work three jobs, put food on the table for those four kids. She has to go to the hand-me-down store to buy the hand-me-downs to put on her kids to make sure that they all four can be dressed for school. To make sure that they all four can have shoes. She might have to stand in line at the food stamp office and get food stamps to go along with the three or four jobs that she has to work to make sure that her kids are clothed just so they can eat. She makes at the three or four jobs that she works to take care of the kids that she has only pays the bills. Once the bills are paid, she still has to feed her kids. So she's down at the food stamp line making sure that her kids can eat. But we, we don't want to, we don't want to get close to the woman who's on food stamps. Wow, she's on food stamps. She needs to get off her lazy behind and get a job. Get up off her blessed assurance and get some work. Really. Really. You know, it's all about perspective 
how we choose to see our world and those around us. You know what? Sometimes when we look at other people and we see, you know, what other people are going through, you know, the kids might have the mom drop them off two blocks down because she drives an old beat up car because she works so much to take care of her kids that she can't afford a nice car where she can pull right up in the front, right up in the front, and her kids could be all proud. Been out of that nice 2013 automobile with that pride as they straighten up their nice clothes that they just got to go shopping. They got to go in their shopping hall, like all the other kids in school. Got to go buy them their $50 pair of jeans and their $50 shirts and their $250 pair of boots. Get mama drop them off three blocks down the street. They might get to come to school wearing that $50 pair of tennis shoes. But I guarantee Mama had to put in a lot of extra hours for those shoes. There was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that Mama or Daddy had to work to get those shoes for that kid so that that kid could be styling in school. He might not be styling with the, the jeans and the skirt and the haircut and the nails. Maybe they just got one thing they're styling with. Maybe they just got that pair of fancy shoes. They can come to school feeling proud. I got me some, some new sharp shoes. Look how good they look. Look how they're almost as nice as what you got on. Wow. Wow, but aren't they beautiful? My mom only had to work three jobs so that I could wear them. Really? But you know what, people? Let's stop judging everyone. And let's start looking at what's real. You know, we all bleed red. Doesn't matter what color we are on the outside. Doesn't matter if we're fat or short or tall or skinny, blonde or brunette, blue eyes, brown eyes, green eyes, hazel eyes. None of it matters. None of it matters. What does matter is who you are on the inside. Do you have a heart? Do you have a heart for the things that that cause God's heart cry? Do you have a heart for the person who's sick alone? Do you have a heart for the mom who works so much she never has a chance to do anything for herself? You have a heart for the kid who's, who's always wanting to find somebody just to level. They might dress in something provocative, somebody to level. Any kind of attention is better than no attention. So let me put on something and get some attention. Because I need some daddy attention. Know any people like that? People? Know any little girls like that? Any schools, at your workplace, 
on the street in his churches and what they want statistics. And like I said, any attention is better than no attention. Let them know Jesus loves them. Let them know you love them. Been judging them? Stop. I know I'm one to be of that kind of thing. And the Lord has really been dealing with me. The Lord's really been dealing with me on it. You know, can't always judge a book by its cover. Sometimes we have to open the book. Sometimes we have to, doesn't matter where we where we've gone, what we've done, we've done it with, we've done it to. Well, all that stuff does matter. But what truly matters is, where are you going from here? Are you going to choose God? Are you going to choose God's way that are evil? Every day you have a choice. Your choice is, do I love today or do I hate? Do I bully today or I stand up for the one that's being bullied? Do I reach out my hand to help someone today? Or do I push them down? Shove them down? It's a new day. Yesterday you could be a bully. And today you can say, you know what? I'm not a bully anymore. I don't want to be a bully. I want to be someone who stands up for the people that are being bullied. I want to stop bullying. And I want to stand up. I want to fight for the ones that can't fight for themselves. I want to be a mouth for the Lord to do what's right. It's all up to you. It's all up to you. You choose. It's your choice. Now, whatever you choose, there's consequences. And I don't want to be cliche when I say it, but what would Jesus do? What would he do? Would he stand over with the boys? Or would he stand up for the people that are being bullied? I know he stood up for me in my lifetime. But many times I had no one on my side but Jesus. And I had no one to walk with me but the Lord. So I invite you today to make a choice. Do what's right. Stand up for the underdog. Someday, when this world is over, or when your life is over, and we all stand before God in heaven, we're going to be asked to give an account for everything we've ever said, everything we've ever done, everything we've ever thought. And so I want to invite you to make better choices with your life. I want to invite you to make the choice to do the right thing, even when it's the hard thing. I want to invite you 
to ask the Lord to come into your life together and you can't find your way at I just want you to invite the Lord to help because you will. He's the lifter of your head. He's the one that came to save the world. We never know when our last breath is. So I want to invite you to ask the Lord to walk with you all the days of your life. Give your heart to Him. I promise. If you do this, you'll never regret it. I said before, it won't be easy. There'll be, there'll be times of trouble, hard times. It's called life. But I promise you, He'll never forsake you and He'll never leave you. And He'll always love you, no matter what. So just let Him know. Let Him know that you want Him to come into your heart, give you of your sins, wash you and cleanse you, make you a new person in Him, to lead you and guide you in His ways. I promise if you do that, you'll never, you'll never regret it. You'll never be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you're ashamed of him, he'll be ashamed of you. So right now, I just invite you to invite him into your life. Ask him to fill you with his Holy Spirit. And just be led by Christ. Be led by the Spirit of God. Go out with a prayer. I thank anyone who's listening right now. I thank you for listening to my broadcast in its presence. We'll be back tomorrow. I pray that your day will be blessed. I pray God works it all out for your good. Whatever you're going through, I pray he works it all out for your good. Come together in prayer right now and close. Hey, well, Father God, I just thank you right now for this this time that we were able to just sit in your presence, Father God, just glorify you and who you are, Lord. I don't know if anybody's going to be listening to this, Lord. I don't know, but I know you're listening, Father God. So, Father, if anybody is listening on the other end, Father God, I ask you right now, just to begin to just work in them, Father God. Just allow them to just be open to you, Father God. I pray that you will just begin to just work in their hearts and their minds, their emotions. Show them, Father God, if anything that the enemy has tried to sit on them, Father God. I ask for financial breakthrough in their lives, Lord any kind of ministry they have, Father God, financial breakthrough in their ministries, Father God. I ask, Father God, any kind of witty inventions that you've given them, Father God, ideas that you've, that you've given them, Father God. I ask that 
he just set up avenues for them to cause these inventions to become real, Father God, to show them how to how to make it all real, Father God. Lord, I ask you in them, Lord. Work in them, Lord. Everything they have need of, Lord. Show them that you're the provider, Father God. You had them before the foundation of the earth was ever created, Lord. And that you're not going to let them go as long as they don't let you go. Even if they go, you can always come back. You're a loving, forgiving God. Lord, I ask you to begin to work in their hearts, Father God. Draw them closer and closer to you, Father. Draw them in, Father God. Draw them in, Father God. Father God. Father God, you are Lord. What you're doing in each and every one of our lives, Lord. I pray protection over each and every person. I ask for your hand of protection to cover over them, Father. Traveling mercies over them, over their whole lives, in my life, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Now, Father God, thank you.
And it's only found 